Hello and welcome to The Dad Whisperer. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson. And if you are a dad who wants tools for your fathering toolbox, then you've come to the right place. And I'm so glad you're here today joining me and my guest. And although I focus primarily on the dad-daughter relationship, you can rest assured, men, that these principles and these tools will help you in ways that you relate to all women in your life and even in your relationships with your sons. And you know that my goal every week is for you as dads to be the hero that you want to be and that your daughter and your son needs you to be. So as we begin today, I invite you to envision yourselves, dads, standing side by side each other, getting ready to run your fathering race this week. And I'm on the sidelines cheering you on, saying on your mark, get set, go. On your mark is the topic or the theme. Get set is where I fill that in with stories and stats. And as always, we end with a go step so that you know how you can put that specific theme into action this week. Well, speaking of being on the sidelines, today I'm honored to have a guest coach joining me who literally knows more about doing exactly that and playing in the game than almost anyone I know. And that's because he's been a professional athlete. Ed McGlasson is a new friend of mine. And here's what I've told him. I'm like, you are my brother from another mother. This man beats to the same drum as I do. We have a similar passion for God as a father meeting people here on earth with his love. And this man's passion runs deep and he's ready to share his story with you today. So I have no doubt that you will be inspired big time by my friend Ed today. Well, before we begin, let me tell you a little bit about him. Ed McGlasson is the founder and executive director of the Blessing of the Father Ministries, which helps men and women of all ages to live under the power of God's blessing and smile. Isn't that a cool way to say it? And Ed believes that the fatherless epidemic in our nation can be addressed and healed through the hope found in the blessing of our Father in Heaven. Ed is a pastor and author, a renowned conference and corporate event speaker, and a five-year veteran in the National Football League. As a former lineman in the NFL, Ed played with the Giants, the Jets, and the Rams, and he has a big vision to reach hurting families with the love and the blessing of God as their father through his testimony and life-changing message. Ed is also an author of a best-selling book that I happen to absolutely love. You have to get this, everybody. It's called The Difference a Father Makes. And this book is totally written with men in mind. It's this small book that Ed says you can put in the back of your pocket. It has only 122 pages. And because over 200,000 copies have sold, I would say that those numbers speak for themselves, wouldn't you? And Ed and his wife, Jill, have been married for 34 years. They live in Southern California and have five adult children and five grandchildren. Welcome, Ed McGlasson. Hey, Michelle. Great to be there. I got a sister. Another sister. Another sister. I know. When we met, it was like, I recognize that spirit in you. It matches mine. So I'm thrilled you're here today. I did. Well, yeah, the first thing I noticed about you is that you carry the smile of your father in heaven. Ah, you're going to make me cry before we start. <laughs> well, when you do, when a girl does that in her life, and a guy, yeah. it gives them a level of courage mm. to step into the story mm. that God has for every one of us. 
Okay, I'm not kidding you. I'm already choking up here. We haven't even started talking. <laughs> oh, I, I, I just can't think of a better thing that anyone could ever say to me than they see the smile of my Father in Heaven on me. Oh, look, at mm. choked up. So, thank you for those words of truth. I think, you know, even you starting out that way as we're modeling to dads listening today that the power of their words to speak blessing into their daughters and their sons, like I just had happen, it goes all the way in, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Which That's is made us that way. Exactly. Which which is a beautiful segue into saying that on your mark today, the topic of what we're going to talk about today is the blessing of a father. That's the title, the blessing of a father. So what I'd love to do, Ed, just for this get set part, is just begin by having you share a little bit about your story, especially as it relates to fathers. Well, you know, I was uh, born at a very young age. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, my my daddy was a uh, test pilot for the Navy on May the 29th, mm-hmm. 1956. Um, he was reading something in his Bible, circled a word, closed it, and at oh, dark 30, kissed my mom goodbye and headed out to fly his plane. I was uh, in the, probably 32 uh, weeks uh, in my mom getting ready to be born a month later, and at about 1 p.m., that afternoon, um, my dad had to make a life and death choice. His plane was in a crash dive, and he had to choose to either bail out and save his life or to ride his plane in. Mm. And he grabbed the, uh, the switch and turned on his microphone and said these words. This is November Papa, 88, his call sign. Mm-hmm. Taking it in. Because it was Memorial Day weekend. Michelle, and my dad saw the beaches and at the last moment turned his plane out into the deep so that no one would die. Mm. And I lost my dad a month before I was born. Mm. And so I just kind of started out my story with, you know, losing my father. Right. And my mom didn't want me not to have a dad, so she went back to the Naval Academy to go man shopping again. And, um, and hence, um, Dan McGlasson, who uh, came into the scene and was heroic in those days to want to be the dad of somebody else's kid, especially a son of a hero. Mm -hmm. Imagine the pressure that um, that happened in his own story. And and so he raised me in in a family and, um, you know, he uh, he struggled in his life as a dad, not because he didn't love me. Mm hmm. He struggled with that because it's a way a lot of dads struggle because because God's made us to be the a word activated human being. In other words, the words over us help determine how we see ourselves, right? Right. What we believe our, ourselves, even the courage we have. That's why I said to you earlier that you carry the smile of the Father in heaven. And one of the the, the 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 symptoms of somebody who really is clear about who God has made them to be mm-hmm. is that even though there's fear sometimes in going out, that godly courage takes over and you just step into the identity and the story that God has made for you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yet we find ourselves today with, with, uh, with generations of kids who don't know who they are You're because right. their dad never blessed them. Mm-hmm. And so they go to college to try to figure out who they are, and unfortunately, they run into 
some wackadoodle professors who don't know who they are, mm-hmm. and they transfer that same gigantic question mark over the life of a boy or a girl, that question mark that all of us have, who am I, and what is my life for? Mm-hmm. And yet God made dads that person who could start answering that question in their life by the words they use, by the blessing they have, and it it changes your story. Right. Well, tell me just a little bit about, you know, as I ask the question is, tell me about your fathers. So you've had two dads, right? Your biological dad and then your stepdad. What was your relationship with your stepdad like? Because you're talking about kids that grow up with this hole inside, and you had one of those holes inside. Yeah, I started with a hole, and then... My stepdad, because he had a hole in his heart, Mm -hmm. you know, what he got from his father was, you know, you know, to performance. Now, if you could just be a winner, then you're going to be somebody. And so he was really good at waking me up in the morning before the sun came up and dropping me off at four miles from my house. And I had to run home for breakfast. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he 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 was he waked me up. He said, "Look, if you want to be a football player one day, you got to be a great runner." And so he would, you know, drop me off and and and, and I'd have to run home. But oh. he would cook the best breakfasts for me, so I was motivated yeah. by food. <laughs> <laughs> wow! And so, but what happened is that it, there was that shift in me to where my my view of my dad's love for me came through if I was a winner or not in that mm-hmm. moment in my life. Right. And imagine w- what happens when you we have that performance kind of thing on you. Mm-hmm. When, what happens when you lose a game? Or what happens when you lose your job? Right. Or what happens when you've never had um, even a dad to drop you off to help you build a dream in your life? Mm-hmm. You struggle. And it wasn't that my stepdad didn't love me, Michelle. It was my stepdad wasn't able to give a blessing to me because he never received one from his father. Right, right. And didn't you say he was an alcoholic too? Yeah, yeah, he struggled with, well, what Navy guy doesn't? You know, it's kind of like the culture. Yeah. You know, you you serve and then you hang out with your buddies and, and, you know, and and, and you, in that you build relationship, right, around those guys and what an incredible job they've done in the world. Yeah. you know, how do they determine, find out who they are? Because if they're only a Navy guy. Right. Or a submarine commander or a pilot. Well, what happens when they're not in a sub anymore? Or what happens when they're not on a ship? Or what happens if they're not a soldier anymore? And they come home with a question mark that they thought they got answered when they signed up for the Marine Corps. When they went to war and fought. They carry that ache in their own life. So like you said, they don't know how to then pay it forward and give their children what they never got. So let me ask you this, because we're talking today about the blessing of the father, can you define what you, in your, you know, in your experience, how would you define the word bless? What does it mean for a dad to actually bless his children? Well, because we're word activated people, when when a dad blesses his daughters or sons, it, it's it's about using your words to to speak over those over their life the things that you love about them and the things that are possible because of the way God has made them. Mm-hmm. I love that. And so when you bless them, and and it's 
and, and the word blessing in the Bible carries, and this is what's fascinating, it carries the weight of heaven, too. Mm-hmm. Because throughout the Bible, whatever a father said over a son or daughter became the ceiling of their future. Right. So, Ed, why do you think that a blessing of a father matters so much? You just said a little bit about that, but anything else you would add about why it carries such weight in the lives of us as children? Because God's made us to be uh, a word-activated human being, and he's also made us to be a grace-empowered human being. And the grace of God comes as we receive those words over us from a father. And when a father names his children... Mm-hmm. He gives them this possibility that my life is really going to matter, that I've been made on purpose. And imagine without that ever happening in the life of the child, he's looking through that question mark and tries to make every moment in his life about his identity. Mm-hmm. So from ta- never been made secure. Right. So from talking with men then, to take that another step further, if there's such power in the blessing of a father... What have you heard or understood about men that stops them or keeps them from being able to bless their daughters and their sons? Even though they know it's powerful and important and maybe they longed for it and see that it has power, but they're stuck in being able to move forward. What would you say to them? Well, dads do that because they know they don't have something to give. Yeah. Because they've never been blessed. They they got that same question mark. So how can I go into... My daughter's life, you know, that, that, that estrogen river she lives in that had monsters there. Right. If I don't know who I am, right? Yeah. How am I going to bless my son when my dad himself, uh, you know, only used profanity in re- inferring to me or no blessing at all in my life? That's why dads struggle. So where does a dad start then? If he never received the blessing, he doesn't want to swim in the estrogen river. He's scared of that. But he hears us today. He hears you saying, you need to do this. This is important. Where does he start if he has no idea where to start? Well, for me, what happened in my own life um, is that I didn't understand that Jesus not only came to save us in our story and to forgive us and to open a way that we can have a relationship with him. He also came to open us to the father we've always wanted. And the scripture says in 2 Corinthians 6.18, God himself says, here's my plan for healing you and your family story, whether you're a man or a woman. And this is what it said. I will be a father to you, and Mm -hmm. you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord God Almighty. You see, Michelle, God's plan all along was to be the father in our story. Mm -hmm. We've been made for at least two dads, the one that we were born naturally to, and then the one that God's called us to be born supernaturally to God the Father, to the Son. It's almost like because you had two dads, that concept that you're now teaching is something that's been woven into your life story. Two dads. Yeah, absolutely. And see, the reason that is, is because, you know, I went into the National Football League. I played football. I wrestled. I played baseball. I did all those things. I got good grace because I was looking towards my stepdad and trying to prove myself to my dead dad Mm. who's in heaven, right? That I got what it takes as a man. Look at all the things that I do. And the problem is you can't do enough things to establish yourself as a father. Matter of fact, most of 
those who talk about this who aren't part of the community of faith of Jesus around the world, they just say, man up. Right. But what the heck does that mean? Exactly. Well, how do I man up when secretly I'm in trouble? With my family, I am not connected. And with my wife, we're basically partners, but we're not, we've lost love being lovers again in our life. I mean, this affected me even the way I was being married to Jill in my life because it wasn't that I didn't love my wife, but because I wasn't clear about who I was because I had never received the blessings of the Father. Mm-hmm. That question mark made me look towards my wife and my children to try to discover who I was. And if you want to see a really bad example of this, just go to any Little League field or Pop Warner football and you'll see dads in the stands or even moms in the stands who are screaming at the coach to put their kid in because their genetic pool is greater than all the other genetic pools <laughs> of all the parents that are there on that day. Right. Look at who my son is. That's who I am. Right. Wow. Right? Instead of being clear about who you are so that you can really bless your children yeah. in a way that sets them up to be world changers in their life. Well, I even love how you've said God doesn't just have a father's heart. He is a father. And I think everything you're saying right now underscores that truth. So let me ask it this way then, Ed. What if a daughter has been so hurt by her dad that she doesn't want him to speak blessing into her life? Right? She's like, what's come out of his mouth in the past has hurt me so deeply that now nothing he says has value. But you're saying, but she needs the blessing of God as a father. But what, where does she start? Well, I mean, you see, what happens to a daughter that, that has that story with her dad? It's really interesting to me. I do a lot of women's conferences as well. How many daughters I meet, young and old, who date bad boys trying to turn them into good boys? I've been there. So why does a girl do that? I mean, she wants to, doesn't she want to watch a Hallmark movie and find the guy that's going to lay his life down for her? Absolutely. Well, why does she want to put on high heels and sit on the back of a Harley with this old guy that looks like a grandfather? Could it be that when that wound happens to a girl in her story because she never gets established by the love of the first man in her story, that she, she tries to find guys and maybe turn them into the dad she never got to have. Yeah. So where does she start? Where does she well, start to heal, to move in a different direction? Right. She, the, the only way for a guy or gal to heal is that we need a new dad. Come on now. Preach it, brother. And Jesus, Jesus came to not only heal us and, and to set us free from the things that we don't want anybody else to know about ourselves. He also came to give us a new father. What would you say to dads who know they've hurt their daughters and say, I'm so filled with shame. I don't know how to get unstuck. I don't know how to move toward her. I don't have the languaging for making amends. What would you say to that dad? Well, see, that dad is just like with me. Cause let me tell you something, Michelle. I did that to my daughters. I hurt them because I didn't, not that I didn't love them. I hurt them because I was intimidated by their femininity in their life. And I had no model. And for me, what I needed was my own encounter with God the Father. And it happened and began to heal something really deep inside of me, which empowered me to do two things, to go to them 
and to really own what I did that hurt them by asking for forgiveness and modeling that to them. That's awesome. And then enabled me and really empowered me to begin pursuing them as the beautiful girls they were and modeling to them the kind of man that would bless them and be a blessing in their life in the future. And it started with asking forgiveness. That's right. And and the only way to sustainably ask for forgiveness from a daughter, and it's not about saying, I'm sorry I did that. That's not going to heal. You've got to first receive that forgiveness between you and God first. Because we're not able to give what we don't have. We're able to forgive because he's what? He's first forgiven us. Mm -hmm. We're able to love because he's first loved us. See, we need God's love. We need God's forgiveness. And we need God's grace on us to be able to go to our kids and really honestly, and one of those first questions that I asked after I had this encounter with God the Father myself was I went to my daughters and I, I looked at them and sat them down individually and said, you know, I know there's a, a number of things that I have done in your life that I have yet to ask for forgiveness for. Could you tell me what they are so that I can ask for forgiveness? See, that's the key. They have to tell uh, you where they're hurt, don't they? They do. And I'm going to tell you what. My daughter looked at me and went, really? I said, for sh- real. Mm-hmm. You can't be defensive in that place. And I went in, and then I tell you what, they let me have it. How and did you get through that? Yeah, how did you, know how you sit through, through it? Yeah. Well, I became a son first for the first time. <laughs> I connected with God as my father in a way that was so profound that it completely reshaped me and how I saw myself as a man. And did it hurt those words? Yeah. Did I want to run away? Yeah. But I dropped my anchor and said, let me know. And on each one of those points, I said, yes, I did that. Will you forgive me for saying that? Would you forgive me for doing that? And let me tell you something. In the midst of learning how to heal my relationship with my daughters, I learned how to heal my relationship with my wife. So I hear that you had to own what you did and ask forgiveness. And what you're saying, Ed, is that before a dad can bless his children, he has to start by making amends and asking forgiveness. Oh my goodness, our time is going so fast. So what I would love to do, Ed, if you would be okay with this, is to have the go step today be a little bit different, because usually I'm challenging men to take action. But today I have a sense in my spirit that you, as a father and a grandfather, who is loved by your Father in heaven, you have it to give. Would you end our time by praying a blessing over those dads listening today that never got a blessing of their father on their lives? Yeah, I, I would. I would encourage them to go to our website, Michelle, and get the difference a father makes and to read it. And this prayer will make sense to them. And what's your website? You know, as they do that. It's blessingofthefather.com. Okay, there you go. And the, look at difference a father makes. And it's kind of my story, which mm-hmm. we can't cover in our short time. But I would love to pray for that. Thank you. So, God, I pray right now for every dad that's listening to this program that's carrying a whole lot more shame than blessing that once has always wanted to build a great family and a great relationship with his daughters, his wife, his sons. Maybe even you're listening to it today and you've lost your family and you don't know what to do now as a divorced dad of that family. Father, I pray that you would open up a conversation between you and them that is so profound 
that that blessing and healing that they never were able to receive from their own dad because their dad didn't have it to give would come from you in a way that you would empower them to be the men, the fathers, and the grandfathers one day that can change the world, Mm. and especially for their kids. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Well, if you've just joined us, I've been talking with my friend Ed McGlasson, and the title today has been The Blessing of a Father. I trust that as Ed has blessed you today through his story, through his prayer, that you as men would know that the power of your blessing over your kids' lives carries weight. Well, as always, you can go to my website at drmichellewatson.com and find free resources. You can sign up for my Dad Daughter Friday blogs. And even there's a link there to Amazon where you can find my book, Dad, Here's What I Really Need From You, A Guide for Connecting With Your Daughter's Heart. And if you've enjoyed this conversation, you can subscribe to the Dad Whisperer on iTunes and tell your friends. Well, this wraps up another week's program. It's been great to be with you all. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson, the Dad Whisperer, encouraging you to make today a day where you intentionally and consistently invest in pursuing your daughter's heart. Go Dads! Go Dads!